basketball the basketball segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate and mette what's up boys so hey all right in today's episode uh we're going to talk about nba all-star weekend uh we're going to recap the different uh competitions they had on saturday night then recap the all-star game on sunday night then we'll talk about our fantasy pickups for the week and then we'll preview the games that start up again on thursday so how does that sound Yep. All right. Let's get right into it. We'll start with Saturday. Uh, three major competitions we'll talk about. We have the slam dunk contest, um, the three-point shooting competition, and then there was a general uh, skills competition. Uh, so I guess we'll start uh, with the dunk contest. Obviously, uh, a lot of people said it really didn't live up to the hype. Um, I guess you can debate that. I know there were a lot of missed dunks this year. Um, I guess we'll go through uh, different uh, guys participating. So uh, Obi Toppin, obviously the, the winner of the competition from the Knicks. Uh, then we had uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson from Golden State, uh, Jalen Green from Houston, and Cole Anthony from Orlando. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll get to you first. I guess any general thoughts out of the dunk contest? Yeah, it was, it was a pretty tough dunk contest. Like you said, a lot of missed attempts. But I feel like the main thing, problem with the dunk contest is there's already been so many dunk contests that it's kind of hard to be creative at this point so yeah I think I only saw one dunk that I didn't see before and that was Obi Toppin's last dunk I believe where he went off the backboard and then dunked it in so yeah it's just I think it's just really tough to be creative at this point but I think it was an okay dunk contest considering all the misses. Yeah, I definitely agree. There were some like uh, unique um, dunks, like the one where the, the NFT was on Jalen Green's phone and some, some of the others, it was crazy. But yeah, definitely uh, Toppin was, uh, he had the, the most skill in a lot of his dunks. So I definitely agree that he was the right winner. I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on the contest? Well, I guess it's kind of hard to, I guess, get a good roster of dunkers especially considering um just like c- compared to like uh aaron gordon and zach levine i think that was the last really really good dunk contest and then before that there were like average kind of dunk contests. 2011 was all was all right and then you'd have to go like pretty far back in order to get some good, good dunk contests so just good gun good dunkers for a good for a good a dunk contest is just hard in general. I think some people are saying John Moran should have been in there. Maybe that's another problem. The, be- the best dunkers theoretically aren't always in the dunk contest. So it ends up being people who are, I guess, pretty decent, but they're not necessarily the best dunkers. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of the better dunkers in the league probably decline invitations. Like definitely guys like Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, it, it, they obviously get invitations extended to them, but they probably just decline them. So yeah, that is another thing. The star power just isn't there. Like it was in, I guess, previous dunk contests. Um, I guess another opinion I have is just like, uh, I don't know, like, I, I know it's definitely harder to be creative, like Mete said, but like, like at least maybe try like difficult dunks, even if they're not creative. I feel like some of the guys, they just, 
they were trying to be too creative that they didn't really uh, enhance the difficulty. I feel like if you perform a difficult dunk, people will still respect you for it, even if it's not like new or like creative. So I, I felt like some of the guys, like they just top and definitely perform some difficult dunks. So that's why I agree. He, sh- he should have won, but yeah, just maybe increase the difficulty on some of the dunks. Uh, uh, the Timberland one was kind of funny where uh, I think it was Cole Anthony that did it, where he wore the Timberlands and he, he dunked like funny, funny dunks like that are pretty, pretty nice too. But yeah, I definitely agree. A little underwhelming this year. Uh, hopefully maybe increase the star power increase the creativity, whatever it is, the difficulty, and hopefully next year we'll get a better contest for sure. Uh, We'll move now into the three-point competition. This was interesting. Apparently, Carl Anthony Towns was the the longest uh, shot to win this competition, and he actually wins it. Um, So, uh, yeah, he won. Uh, Luke Kennard was in it also from the Clippers. Uh, Trey Young from the Hawks. Uh, Patty Mills from Brooklyn. Uh, CJ McCollum from the Pelicans, Desmond Bain from the Grizzlies, Fred Van Vliet from the Raptors, and then Zach Levine from Chicago. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll start with you this time. I guess, what were your thoughts on the three-point competition? Um, I guess it's kind of unexpected for Carl Anthony Towns to win it. I mean, he is a center who's really good at shooting threes, but I would have expected someone like Trey Young to, to win it because he's kind of known for being able to shoot threes, but I guess this is kind of an interesting development in the NBA in general. Um, for years, there's been, I guess, power forwards and centers who have been spaced the floor now. So now I guess we're at a point where we have centers who can win three-point contests. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, uh, one thing about this competition is the best shooter doesn't always win. It's just you got to be hot at the right time kind of thing. And it's interesting how uh, he put up the second highest score in history uh, which is pretty insane. I don't know, Mete. What are your thoughts on this competition? Yeah, it was it was a good uh, three point contest. Uh, pretty tight, going down to the wire, and yeah, really ex- unexpected that Carl Anthony Towns won. It seems like the theme lately has been the big men have been dominating Saturday nights, especially uh, before a year or two ago where. The skills contest uh, was getting dominated by big men. I think Carlo Anthony Towns won it. Pretty sure Porzingis won it. And then I think there was Embiid as well who won. So, yeah, like uh, a lot of people don't expect these big men to to win anything on Saturday. But, yeah, they just come to perform. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, really surprising. But... Um, I guess considering that, you know, not all the best shooters were in it, like obviously Steph Curry wasn't in it, um, you know, uh, definitely opens the door for new guys to, to get it done. And yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, who would have thought, um, but yeah, he performed really well. Um, and yeah, a lot of uh, bigger players in the NBA are now forced to shoot threes with the way the game works. So definitely a lot of better three point uh, shooting big men. So uh, yeah, great for Towns uh, in that contest. Uh, we'll move now to the the actual uh, skills competition, um, it, uh, it was divided into teams. Uh, there was uh, Team Cleveland Cavaliers, which was Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. They ended up winning the competition. Uh, there was a rookie team. It had Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. And then there was Team Antetokounmpo, which had the three Antetokounmpo brothers. And, um, yeah, it was an interesting competition. Um, yeah, Mobley ended up hitting um, – 
uh, I think it was a, a shot attempt from half court, which was pretty uh, interesting. I guess, uh, Mete, what were your thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah, I liked it, actually. Uh, it's not the typical skills challenge we see uh, pretty much every year. But, yeah, I like the fact that NBA is willing to get creative as I feel like a lot of people, they they don't like All-Star Weekend anymore as – it kind of feels repetitive, but yeah, this was kind of nice of them. I like the teams as well, like Team Cavs onto the Kumpos. It was pretty nice. Like uh, people usually don't see on the same team, uh, like the rookies and onto the Kumpos. It was nice to see them team up and try to win the skills challenge. Yeah, definitely a lot of fan service in this competition. So, um, yeah, of course, you have the hometown team. You got a, a rookie team because people like to see that. And then you got a team with all brothers on it. That's great for TV. They want to get viewership. That was the goal. So they did a good job with that. I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on the competition? I guess it's interesting that the rookies were able to go to the final rounds. And I guess, unfortunately, they lost to the Cavaliers in the skills competition. But I guess... I guess it just kind of shows how talented this year the rookies are. Yeah, I mean, it ended up making for great TV. Like, you know, the you get the hometown team winning it all. It's great for the fans that are in the building as well. Um, yeah, it just ended up probably being one of the better competitions out of the three, in my opinion. Um, definitely three-point shooting competition is always great because uh, uh, especially when uh, uh, a winner that you don't expect ends up getting it done, like Towns. And um of course, the dunk contest. Uh, of course, there were some decent dunks, Mete, like you said. But I guess just other than that, I really didn't meet expectations. But I mean, uh, there were still a lot of uh, highlights from the weekend. Obviously, we won't get into all of like the celebrity games and all that. But of course, you got Miles Garrett in there throwing windmill dunks down and all those kind of things, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, a decent uh, skills event this year. But yeah, now we'll move into recapping the actual all-star game, which was a pretty great all-star game, to be honest. I definitely think with this new format, they've definitely improved things. They've made the game a little more interesting. Obviously, the players, they fool around at the beginning, but uh, they definitely, um, you know, started focusing on, on, on scoring a lot more. The game definitely got tighter as we got down, as you can notice by the breakdown of the score. Um, yeah, Team LeBron ended up beating Team Kevin Durant. Uh, 163 to 160, so I ended up being close in the end. Uh, in terms of point leaders, um, Steph Curry led Team LeBron with 50 points. He had a huge game. Obviously, he won MVP. Um, then Joel Embiid led Team Durant with 36 points. Embiid also led uh, his team with 10 rebounds, while Giannis Antetokounmpo had 12 for Team LeBron. Uh, Trey Young had 10 assists to lead Team Durant, while Nikola Jokic had 8 for LeBron's team. Um, I guess, uh, Mete, let me start with you. Um, I guess talk about Team LeBron, talk about the All-Star game. I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, LeBron, uh, he keeps his perfect record of 5-0 and ever since the format changed to the draft that we're used to seeing now. He's been a captain of every single team, and he definitely comes prepared. He, he picks the best team year, year in and year out, and yeah, he's still perfect. Like you said, it was a pretty good game. Like at the start, like pretty much all all-star games, there's like zero defense being played. But in the fourth quarter, they start locking down and they're going hard for the win. And LeBron, 
got it done for him for his team at the end with a crazy fadeaway shot. So yeah, it was a pretty good game. Uh, like it'd be better if they they play defense the whole way, but I don't know that that doesn't seem like a realistic uh, thing right now. So yeah, and uh, Stephen Curry, he was going crazy. I think in the third quarter where he's just making every three. So yeah, and I'm pretty sure he won MVP. So shout out to him as well. Yeah, definitely great game from Steph there. Um, great game overall. Um, it's nice to see them finally lock down and play defense in the fourth quarter, like you said. I guess getting to you, Nate, uh, is talk about you know KD's team and I guess just the whole game in general. I guess uh, it was just kind of um, an interesting game. I guess there wasn't really too much uh, on the line until the fourth quarter, like you guys said. So people weren't really trying too hard, but I guess that's kind of a little bit of the drawback of the all-star game since it's, I guess it's kind of like supposed to be like a dream matchup of like, if you had like a fantasy roster in real life and they played for real, how would it look like type of situation? But uh, since people aren't really trying until the fourth quarter, it kind of takes away from that a little bit, but it's kind of understandable because you don't want the, the players to get injuries through the last half of the season. So I guess it's just kind of how it works. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that's why a lot of people, um, they, have, they give a lot of flack to the Pro Bowl and the NFL just because, you know, they barely uh, touch the players when they, they tackle them and so on. Um, and yeah, I guess uh, similarly here, obviously basketball is a little easier to play um, because it's not as physical as, as the NFL is. But um, yeah, I think that uh, the, the way they've added this new format with the whole target score thing and everything, um, yeah, I definitely think it's, it's made the game a lot more interesting. Like Mete said, teams start to lock it down there in the fourth quarter as they're you know trying to achieve that target score. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot, it makes a lot better uh, for TV, especially, but we saw a lot of crazier dunks in this game than we saw even in the dunk contest, which was pretty interesting. Uh, people trying different alley-oops and different things. So, um, yeah, uh, really cool, um, overall game. Uh, I think the weekend outside of maybe the dunk contest, which disappointed a lot of people, I think it was a pretty good all-star weekend. Uh, definitely uh, Cleveland fans are really happy to see LeBron again from mostly from what I saw, obviously some fans are still a little salty, but uh, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Of course, Steph Curry also got the, the fan service, all the booze. And it, and it was funny that he ended up winning MVP. Um, but yeah, at the, at the end of the day, it was a great all-star weekend. Um, definitely uh, piqued my interest for sure as to, as well as most likely both of you as well. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much our recap of the All-Star weekend. So we'll move right into fantasy basketball pickups for the week. I guess, Matt, I'll start with you. Uh, who do you have at guard this week? Yeah, so for point guard, I went with Cameron Payne of the Phoenix Suns. He's point guard and shooting guard eligible. And he's only 36% rostered at this point. And yeah, I feel like now that Chris Paul is out at least six weeks, Payne should be the starting point guard for the Suns at this point. And yeah, he's already averaging respectable numbers, 10.5 points per game, 3.6 assists, 1.13 made, and then 8.6, sorry, 86% free throw percentage. 
and that's with his uh, reserve minutes. So he's going to get more minutes now. The numbers should go up with the minutes. All right. And um, I guess, Nate, I'll move to you. Uh, who's your guard pickup for the week? I guess for the week, you can maybe take a look at uh, KCP. Um, he's been uh, getting more minutes, I guess, because Bradley Beal is um, still injured. So um, there's more minutes to go around for the rest of the team. And he's been showing some pretty good upside. Um, I think he got 27 against the Pacers. He ended up getting uh, double digits for, I think, four straight. Against the Nets, he didn't really do the best, but he should be having a decent schedule for the next week. So. Well, 36% rostered, so he's definitely been over this week. All right, and I guess uh, my guard for the week is Cam Thomas of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, obviously, he's just been going crazy lately, especially uh, with Kyrie Irving not in the lineup every game. Um, I think six out of his past eight games, he scored over 20 points, uh, which is insane production. Um, three out of his past five games, perfect free throw as well as field goal. It's very good. He's averaging four or five rebounds a game, two or three assists per game. Uh, he gets steals as well, low turnover rates as he's only turned over the ball twice in the last three games. Uh, so you're getting prime fantasy contributions from this guy. Obviously, uh, Dragic signed uh, in Brooklyn, um, so we don't know what his role is going to be. But as of right now, uh, Cam Thomas, uh, he's getting minutes and he's making the most of it. So um, if you see him, you know, lying around your waiver wire, he's not even 40% rostered in Yahoo leagues yet. And he's dropping 20 almost every game, especially if you're in a points league, you better add him. Or if you have uh, like Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving, you definitely need to handcuff a guy like Cam Thomas. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll move back to you. Uh, give us your forward pickup for the week. Forward, I went with Denny Avdia of the Washington Wizards. Shooting guard, small forward, and power forward eligible, and sitting currently at 21% rostered. And yeah, last three games, Avdia, he's had uh, in all three games 30 plus minutes, and he, he's been putting up great numbers as during the last week, he shot 100% from the free throw line, 1.53s a game. 13.5 points per game, 7.5 rebounds on one steal and block. So, yeah, there's a lot of minutes available for him now, and he's making the most of it. All right. And um, I guess, Nate, I'll bounce to you for forward. I guess, who do you have for the week? I guess people could take a look at, at um, Lonnie Walker from the Spurs. He's about 8% rostered, so he's a pretty good um, a value pick for the gets a lot of minutes um he gets a lot of volume which is uh pretty important so even if the shooting's not necessarily the best he can still get double digit points for you um he's mainly a scorer he gets steals sometimes he gets a little bit of rebounds a little bit of assist his turnover rate is pretty low so that's really good as well so if you need i guess a scorer then um Bonnie walker is pretty good especially all right, and I guess uh, for my forward pickup of the week, uh, same team uh, from the Spurs, but I have Doug McDermott. He's only around 10% roster in Yahoo leagues. He can play both forward spots. And I mean, uh, I have no idea why he's uh, that uh, low ownership. I mean, the guy's pretty much perfect from free throw every night. Um, I think uh, uh, five out of his past six games, he's averaged like, what, 15 points a night. 
Um, and then he's a forward that can shoot the three ball. He's averaged around four three-pointers per game over um, those five games, which is insane. Uh, he gets rebounds, assists here and there, and uh, barely turns over the ball. So uh, if you're in a points league he's and it's deep, he's pretty much must-own. Um, if you're in a categories league, um, he's great in uh, the four categories I mentioned. The other ones, he's not going to hurt you in at all. Um, so definitely go pick up a guy like Doug McDermott before his roster ship goes up. And uh, I guess moving to centers now, Mete, I'll get to you. Who's your center for the week? Center, I have Isaiah Roby of the Oklahoma City Thunder, currently 5% roster, and he's only center eligible. But it was either last episode or two episodes ago where I was talking about Trey Mann and Darius Baisley for pickups and the and how the Thunder have been experimenting with a lot of lineups lately. And yeah, the benefiter of the, in this scenario is Isaiah Roby. He's been the Thunder's starting center in the last couple of games. And he did all right, but his most recent outing, he put up great numbers, 17 points, 12 rebounds, three steals, one block. And he can shoot the three. He made one three. So yeah, uh, if you need a center, there's not a lot of like... Good centers on the waiver wire, I think, under 50%. Isaiah Roby, I think, is definitely worth a look. All right, and uh, Nate, I'll bounce to you. I guess give me your center pickup for the week. I guess for the week, you can maybe take a look at Thomas Bryant from the Wizards. Um, I guess as long as uh, Porzingis is out, um, Thomas Bryant should be able to get a decent out of minutes. He doesn't get the most minutes, but he makes the most out of what he has. Um, his field goal percentages have been pretty decent. Um, his points have been decent. His rebounds have been okay. So, And his turnover rate is really low as well. So I think he's a pretty good value pick, especially for... Um... Alright, and I guess my center pickup for the week is James Wiseman of the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, he's coming off of a major injury. Um, he's currently rehabbing in the G League. Uh, it looks like he's going to be called up soon. How soon, we don't know yet. But definitely a guy um, that can step into the starting lineup and produce. And on playing with a team like Golden State, the production is going to be there if he's a starter. Um, it's definitely a gamble that you should be taking. So if you see him on the waiver wire, he's only around 30% rostered. Go throw him in your IR spot at the end of your bench. Because uh, if he hits, uh, he'll be a great help for you in the fantasy playoffs this year, uh, as he should be able to find his way into the rotation by then, possibly as the starting center. So definitely go pick up James Wiseman right now while he's still available, because uh, it definitely can be worth it in the end. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be the end of the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. Uh, let's move right into the recap or, or into the uh, preview, sorry. Um, and we're going to preview uh, the Thursday game slate. Uh, NBA action kicks off uh, that day. So uh, we'll start with the first game here. Uh, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Detroit Pistons. The Cavaliers are favored by eight and a half points. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you. I guess, uh, which side do you like here? That's a kind of a big line, but I don't know. The Pistons haven't been too, uh, they haven't been playing too well lately. But it's after All-Star break, so maybe something changes. And usually I like to stay away from the big lines, so I'll go with the Pistons. All right, Nate, I'll bounce to you, I guess. So which team do you like here? 
mean, normally the team that's uh, been having, I guess, a better, uh, like they have like a win streak or, or a better record in the past few games, or they have like a better roster overall, you kind of uh, give it to the Caps, even though it's a big spread. But um, both teams have uh, plenty of rest. It's 8.5, so if it ends up being 8, then the Pistons will barely cover. So this might be like the one week that you might be able to pick Pistons. Yeah, I think I might side with Cleveland here. I just feel like, you know, just taking a team that's just better. Um, it, it might be a close cover. Like Mete, you said you don't like big spreads, but um, I think Cleveland can do it. I feel like, you know, they're well-rested, and I feel like they're the better team, so I'm going to take them here. Um, moving to the next game, Boston Celtics at the Brooklyn Nets. Celtics are favored by around five points. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you first this time. I guess which side do you like here? It's kind of it's going to be difficult to say, especially considering the Nets just recently made some um, acquisitions. So I guess it'll depend if the acquisitions are available. But if they're not, you can probably take the Celtics. Yeah, I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts on that? Which side do you like here? It's another tough one. Uh, the Celtics were insanely hot, but then they lost their win streak to the Pistons. And the Nets, they're without KD. Kyrie should be out as well. I think they're home, so it's really a tough one. So, yeah, I think I'll just go with the Celtics because they got uh their star players available yeah i was gonna say boston's looked a lot better lately i definitely think they're playing like one of the stronger teams in the east right now and until the nets get fully healthy i don't think we can trust them yet i think they'll be without the entire big three in this game so yeah give me boston here i definitely like them to cover uh, the next game, uh, we have the Phoenix Suns at the OKC Thunder. The Suns are favored by 10 points. Uh, Mete, uh, which side do you like here? It's another tough one. Uh, bigger line. Uh, I think I'll just go with the Sun. I mean, the Thunder, sorry. Because, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the of the bigger lines. And... And yeah, the Suns just lost Chris Paul, their second best player. So that's a tough blow. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think I might go with OKC here as well. Um, just considering everything, Chris Paul being out, considering it's a big spread. Uh, OKC can pull some surprises every once in a while. So maybe this is the game they're going to do it. I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, at the point guard spot, they are down to um, Aaron Holiday and Alfred Payton. But at the same time, uh, their other starters are still in. They do have Devin Booker. They do have DeAndre Ayton. So I feel like they still do have enough strength to, I guess, cover this in theory. So I guess I'll go with the Suns. Yeah, I mean, they have a deep bench, guys like Cameron uh, Payne and others. So, I mean, it is possible that they can definitely cover this game, definitely be an interesting one to watch for sure. Um, and then getting to the next game, uh, we have the Atlanta Hawks at the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Bulls are favored by four points in this game. Uh, Nate, I'll bounce to you. I guess, which side do you like? Four points isn't too much, especially, um, I guess, for the Bulls. The Hawks are a strong team, but at the same time, the Bulls are at home. And the Bulls themselves are a really strong team. They have a five-game win streak before the All-Star game, so 
Bucks. Yeah, I think the Bulls have taken every game uh, this season against the Hawks. And I think they've covered uh, both of those games as well. So I think I'm just going to pick Chicago to keep rolling. I guess, uh, Mete, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with the Bulls as well. Uh, like Nathan said, it's not that big of a spread. They're at home. Five-game win streak, everything for me points towards a Bulls win and a, a cover. All right, and we'll move on to the next game. Memphis Grizzlies at the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Grizzlies are favored by two and a half. I guess, Mete, which side do you lean here? This is another uh, tough one, I'd say. The Timberwolves, I like what I see from them. They're playing pretty good this season, and they're at home. But, yeah, the Grizzlies have been amazing lately, so might as well just uh, stay with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I think I, I might want to side with the Grizzlies as well. They've definitely been really solid this year. Um, this game's definitely going to be close. I definitely like Grizzlies to win. And, yeah, I think I'll pick them to cover as well. I guess, Nate, uh, what are your thoughts on that? I guess the Grizzlies are good enough and the spreads are low enough that they should be covered in two and a half. So, go with the Grizzlies. All right. And uh, moving to the next game, uh, we have the Golden State Warriors – uh, at the Portland Trailblazers, it looks like the spread, uh, different spreads here, but we'll go with seven. The Warriors favored by seven in this matchup. Um, Nate, I'll get to you. I guess, which side do you like? Pretty hard to tell. Um, I think the Warriors were a little bit cold. The Blazers were hot going into the All-Star break, but kind of depends how, I guess, the All-Star break kind of changes things so i'll go with the blazers all right and uh mete bouncing to you i guess which side do you like here uh what was the number again uh it's seven favoring the warriors yeah um that's a tough one as actually the i think the blazers they've been uh undefeated ever since they traded cj mccollum as crazy as that sounds they're on a four-game win streak they're at home, so I'm actually considering them here. And, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, they've won four in a row. I They don't even have to win to cover, so I guess I'll go with the Blazers here. Yeah, I mean, Golden State has struggled lately. I think they've won one of five. Um, they haven't covered in any of those matchups. So, um, I don't know, I just feel like the break, has to do them some good they definitely can't be as bad as they were going into the break um i think they'll definitely be able to win this game i don't know if they'll cover i'll just take them to cover just because i feel like they they should be turning a corner after the all-star break obviously um portland could you know continue their their run of terror there in the west but um yeah i'm gonna go with golden state here um and then moving to the the late game uh it's the Denver Nuggets at the Sacramento Kings. It looks like the Nuggets are favored by four and a half. Uh, Mete, getting to you, I guess, which side do you like there? Yeah, I, I got to go with the Nuggets here. Um, it's not that big of a line. I know they're on the road, but I don't know. The Kings have just been so disappointing this year that, yeah, it's tough for me to pick them right now. All right, and uh, Nate, getting to you, I guess, which side do you like here? I think the Kings did make some acquisitions as well, but uh, they've been really shaky still, so I'll go with the Nuggets. 
Bucks. Yeah, this is a, I guess, a tough game um, because, of course, the Kings definitely made some changes to their team. Uh, the Nuggets, you know, they've been up and down, I guess, with injuries. Uh, I think maybe I might go with the Kings here just because I feel like they have a chance to win this game at home. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it just feels like one of those games. Um, and yeah, uh, of course, uh, every team's going to be rested. So uh, we might see some surprising results. So I think maybe I'll go with the Kings here and we'll see what happens. Definitely feel like they have enough tools in the bag to be able to get the win. So yeah, that's pretty much the end of the preview for Thursday. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll start with you. Any last thoughts? I guess for last thoughts, I was wondering if the all if the All Star Weekend can um, add back in on course. They used to apparently have that in the nineteen seventies, where um, they were both players would play on course. So it'd be interesting to kind of see that in the All Star Weekend again. Yeah, that would be pretty interesting. Maybe add like twenty one or add like some of those other fun park. Uh, street ball games, you know, and like make it interesting, change it up. I guess, Mete, uh, do you have any last thoughts? Uh, just looking forward to this last uh, stretch, I guess you could say, as we're down to like 30 games probably in the regular season, something like that. So, yeah, I'm excited to see the playoff races, who gets in, who gets out, and yeah, let's see how things turn out. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting. Um, the playoff races are pretty tight, I'd say, in both conferences. You know, uh, you got like some teams, you know, on the outside looking in that definitely have a chance. So um, it'll definitely be interesting to see down the stretch how teams play. Um, we'll, we'll see how those trade acquisitions do for the the players do from those acquisitions uh, on their new teams. And yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a great uh, stretch of basketball for sure. And um, yeah, Nate, as you were saying, I definitely think that um, they did some fan service for the all-star weekend, but they, there's definitely a lot more things they could do to make it interesting. It'll definitely be interesting to see what they do in the future, but yeah, that's going to be the end of big time basketball for this week. Just make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at fan fan podcast. We'll be posting picks for nba and nhl definitely go check them out um this podcast will be on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, and google Podcasts. just make sure you like subscribe share hit the bell for notifications on youtube leave us comments reviews all that good stuff and yeah guys uh definitely a good all-star weekend uh fun game on on the sunday as well and yeah we'll talk to you guys on the next episode